Jackson Speechley, Mitchell Pattinson, and Ethan Daffy. How are we, boys? Come on, mate. Come I can't, on. I can't, I can't find the lid. That's all I'm going to say to you. I cannot Oi. find it. That the lid, the lid is complete. I don't even know what a lid is. I don't know what it Where is. is it I don't know what. Oh, oh, okay. it is. Oh, I forgot what it looked like because I don't know what it is, mate. I don't know what it is, mate. You've been off for two weeks. Um, how are we feeling, boys? You happy? You excited? What a yeah, bloody oath, mate. Bloody In case you yeah. missed it, I was in Western Bulldogs defeated by the Blue, but mighty Blue Baggers. So, doggies 13 12 90 to 16 6. That's pretty good kicking, too. 102. Yeah. Um, who was there? Ethan, you were there, mate. Mitchell, yeah, mate. You no, I had footy training last minute. So, I was like, no. Nah. Priorities, mate, unfortunately. Um, do you remember our math predictions, boys? How far off were we? Ethan? Uh, I think I was 20. I think I went 28. So we're not too far off. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Hello? Yeah, mine was... Yeah, I mean, I'd surpassed by 34 points. So fair way off. But uh, I put Shera for best on ground. What about that? Solid effort there. Shera best on ground. And about a day later, <laughs> he's entered health and safety protocol. And I'm like, buddy, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> We move on. I think you just need to stop giving like predictions on like players because it's, it's it, it never works out well. Um, I did Cripper though last week at Best on Grand. He he did so well, so well. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> That's it though. You can back it up. Though. I went Cripper again this week, and then I went asked by forty eight. Which to be fair, <laughs> it, it, yeah. it could have been forty eight in certain stages there. Like we had we had a bit of run on, but obviously what were we up by five goals? Whatever one say. Thirty seven. I think that's their biggest. Yeah. Thing. Once again, once again against the doggies. Yeah. Um, but you speak to who did you tip, mate? Um, I tip the doggies. Um, so you know, I'm very smart man. Um, you know, I I have a lot of faith in our boys, clearly. Um, but I mean, I've tipped <laughs> against us twice now with two and O, so I mean I mean the superstition is working, tip against the blues and we win, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> Keep it up, we love it. All right. Um, so it's a two and zero. Obviously, first time well, in ten years we've started two and zero to a season, which is just incredible. And just to make it even better, I don't know if you boys like the doggies. I personally don't. They're zero and two, so it makes it a bit sweeter for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. How does it feel, boys? Well, yeah, I think as we film this, I think Sydney are playing. They're up by enough. I think they're top top of the ladder, but even still, boys, first, second of the ladder. How does that feel? Oh, right. uh, uncharted territory, didn't I? How to feel, mate? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I haven't seen it much. So, um, all right. Uh, we'll start off with some stats that uh, caught your eye. Ethan. What do you got for us, mate? Yeah, so just um, some stats that pretty much show the dominance we had. So, first of all, one that caught my eye really um, well was the time in front. So, um, we time in front for us, obviously, starting the game very, very strong. Um, it was 111 minutes and 27 seconds to 4 minutes and 12 seconds of the dogs. Um, it just showed our control. And um, in the past few seasons, we've had some big leads, especially last year against the Dogs, which gave me PTSD during uh, probably the back end of the third quarter. But we just, we hung on. We didn't hang on. We just stuck to the structures and played our game, didn't try to bomb long. 
um, just stuck to the you know, handball through the middle of the ground. I know that was a bit of a um, sketchy time at the back half where we kept turning over and they kept missing. But um, yeah, that's a that's a big stat. What do you reckon about that, boys? Well, I don't know about the hung on part of it. I reckon we were lucky, but I mean, I definitely understand about the whole structure sort of thing. Like we obviously were in that position to win the game, so. Obviously, yes, we could have hung. Like, yes, it might be put down as we hung on. But I think even if they kicked a goal, we still would have been in front. So, hard to tell. Yeah, but... so I, I wouldn't say lucky. I don't think that's the right word. Because, like, I think we just, I think we deserve to win 100%. Like, we deserve yeah. to win. Yeah. We're the better team. We're you know, up by 99% of the match. Like, excuse me. Like, yeah, we deserve to win, in my opinion. And, yeah, they missed a few in a row there. But if the first one went through, like, more often than not, we're killing them out of the, out of the midfield. So if they kick one of them, who knows what would have happened after that? They wouldn't, the ball wouldn't have been kicked back out for us to turn over. We don't know what would have happened yet. Yeah? So, um, I don't know. Right? Yeah, as I said, it looks like we're going to win by more there at certain stages. I mean, a win's a win. But um, I, I, I didn't really get nervous. I was pretty, as, as much yeah. as you probably should, as he, I think we had the right to be uh, get a bit worried there, especially when they got a bit of a run on, um, as it's happened so many times. But... Um, no, like, I don't know, just as you said, stuck to the, the structure. Our, yeah, our ball use was second to none. Yeah. Um, even when we did sort of make, like, like sort of errors or fumbles, we, like, we cleaned up, we sort of went back and got it and kept kept going, which I think was really good to see. And, um, but, yeah, how about you, Speech? Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, I think we were lucky in the sense that they were missing a lot. I think they hit, what, 2-7 in the last quarter. But, I mean, as you said, they had to kick one, ball goes back to the middle, then... Yeah, we'll win it out of the middle. So I don't think that that's the reason we lost. I mean, that they lost the game. I think, you know, we, we did deserve to win with a better team all, all game. And yeah, I mean, not much else for you to say there. All right, boys. Beautiful. We'll get stuck into the, uh, I guess, the not so positives of the game, and that's the injuries. So um, Austin McDonald, um, back spasms, I believe. Palo, what do you got for us there, mate? We obviously haven't heard much. Obviously, the game's only yesterday. So um, do you reckon he'll be all right? Or? Yeah, um, I think it was subbed off uh, half time, but um, but I think after the press conference with Ashley Hanson, what a what a what a debut for our uh, Hanson. But um, I think he was just saying stuff about how McDonald that he has had back spasms in, in his past, so that's a little bit of a worry. But um, not much from the club today, but hopefully he should be fine for next week because he's probably right now he's probably one of our more important players alongside Weeders. So um. It's gonna be, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be interesting what happens, but maybe that opens up a spot for Lewis Young if Omac does miss. But who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think the good, the, the, the good thing there is, and with Cripper as well, we'll touch on. Um, obviously, um, copped a blow to the head. Um, as we saw, a lot of blood there. Um, played out the rest of the game. Come back on with the, you know, fifteen kilos of bandage on his bloody forehead. But um, like the warrior that he is. But I think the good thing is, obviously, if we played Thursday night. I don't think we play till. Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, yeah, sorry. Like a 10-day break, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, certainly a positive there. Um, Were we nervous at all, boys, during the match? At any any stage? I don't know speech would have been because he... At every every possible stage of the match, yes. Up by six six goals, finding his fingernails off. 100%. To make it worse watching from home or better? Oh, so I much know, I like it better at the ground. Yes, I, I, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. 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 What do you feel like you have an impact, do you? You've been there. 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> on that as well, what I want to ask you boys, what's your opinion on 
And besides this, I think it's good that people like Plowman, Nunes, always will to an extent. Are these players that we were debating, should they get a game last year? Not you, Spence, because you love, you love Plowman. But, like, no. I think they've made these tough calls as well, I've noticed, like, which is good, I think. Like, they're not gifting games, which is good. Like, But what is your opinion on Plowman? I was talking to Riley from Broadshout about it as well. Plowman being the medical sub, what was your opinion there? Would you prefer someone like a Nunes that can maybe play a few different roles or... Well, who, who would you have went with, Ethan? It's a tough one. Um, Plough, he makes me nervous. I'm um, not going to lie. Half time, I was like, fuck. Like, oh, no. I was like, oh, no. But, no, nah, he held up well. I'll give him his credit. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe they thought OMAC was, you know, he had maybe had a back spasms or some problem during the week, niggle or something that um, they knew about, so leading into the game. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really tough. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe a Kemp, even, who can play all different roles. But is he ready yet? Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And, obviously, as we film this as well, I believe you watched the second half. I couldn't because I was working. But um, I think the VFL boys got up as well, mate. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, it was it was good. Um, you, can, you can tell they're playing the way our ones are playing similar structure. I think that was a problem over the last few years. Obviously, we didn't really have much system under Teague. Um, but you could tell it's, like, cohesive. So once they do end up playing ones, they know the role they're playing. Um, even guys who aren't actually AFL listed, you get, they're actually playing the way our ones want to play. So it's a good sign, a um, few good performances. But, um, yeah, we'll touch on that more um, later. Uh, and I'm guessing Crocker kicked a few goals and everyone's going to be calling for him to be caught. No. He's not realising that he's not actually a seamless player? Or? No, he didn't dominate. didn't dominate, um, which is which is a good sign. I think he was probably our only forward last year in the twos. But, um, no, there's a few few good names, a few good names. Yeah, I'm happy for him to stay and be a good forward in the twos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you, Pat, what was your opinion on the, uh, the medical sub decision, mate? Yeah. I didn't mind Plowman being the medical sub just because it made me a little bit more calmer that he was playing a little bit forward. Did you see that, how Plowman was playing forward through the Pracky games? Like, maybe that was a little bit... Oh, I mean, obviously, he is a defender. But um, I think they do like having the best, like the utility-type medical sub. Because who, who was the medical sub for round one? Was it Willow? Willow, It was Willow, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was Willow. So... I mean, from round one, I wouldn't mind Kemp being the medical sub because he is that utility sort of player. But um, I didn't mind Plowman being um, the medical sub. But also, as soon as he actually came on, I think he actually held his own. But um, yeah, I agree. that's all I have to say. And do you also go with um, Plowman over a Kemp just because of, I guess, you know, the seniority in terms of, you know, he's been around a bit longer, obviously. Like, if he is brought into a different role, he has to shift a few things around because it's, you know, bring, to bring Plowman on. You've got more confidence just because he's, I don't know, because he's older maybe or if there's anything there or? I would personally, I don't like that. I don't like giving senior players, I mean, he probably isn't classified as a senior player, but I don't like giving players that sort of, like the Murphy, I mean, Murphy last year, a little bit different because of the 300 whole thing, but I don't like that. I think it should be the best 23rd player who isn't in the team should be medical sub and, well, I mean, I, I don't mind having the utility type, but I think Kem should definitely be in front of Plowman. And whether Plowman had a, had a good week of training or maybe through the twos, Pracky game, I don't know. But obviously he saw something. Um, obviously Voss saw something with Plowman. So that's why he picked him. 
Well, I mean, obviously it worked out um, in the end that player being a sub with it, obviously Oramac being a defender, you know, the like for like kind of compared to if it was a midfielder being the midi sub. Um, but I think I think I agree with Kemp. I think just that that three-way versatility that you get with him, he can play all three positions. So, but I mean, yeah, obviously Plowman, I mean, he shouldn't even be the medical sub, should be in the 22 anyway. Don't know what they're doing there. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, no, I think Kemp for me, unless he's, yeah, there's something that we don't know, obviously, but yeah, just that utility I like a lot. Yeah, I'm saying, let's say, Plowman is a medical sub. You don't, you don't have a say in it because, which you don't, obviously, none of us do, surprisingly enough. But, um, and you know, say a midfielder does go down, what do you sort of do? What, what, what would you do as a coach? How would you structure that? You've got Plowman coming on for, let's, talk, let's say, Crips. Like, how would you restructure that? What, what, put your coaching hat on, mate. Um, personally, I'd put, you know, one of Doherty or Williams into the mid- middle. That'd probably be logical. Then switch Plowman down back, then you can rotate your back six. Um, However you like then. I think we've got versatile defenders that um yeah that can rotate to the middle, so it w- wouldn't affect it too much, I think. Bought on. Yeah. All right. Um the Navy Blue Twin Tower forward line start. That's bloody poetical from you, Pado. Right writing this down there, mate. Um Small's not having a massive impact. Pado, you reckon? And great versatility, not one player kicking goal every week. Sauce also kicked two of his own. I think was it Colonel and Harry was it? 10 combined or how many was it combined? Nine. 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 Sorry, yeah. Um, so what was your take on their game, especially uh, individually, pair and also the other three, the small little forwards as well? Um, yeah, Harry was obviously tremendous in the first half, didn't kick on the second half. But, I mean, Charlie in that last quarter, I think, went a long way for us being able to win that game, He's especially that goal from the boundary. Um, I just think they worked really well together, the high half forward um, and then staying back. I think the two of them worked really well. With that, and then the smalls, I mean, I didn't think they had big disposal games, obviously, but I thought their pressure was really good. Durden and always put on really good pressure, and obviously the stat line doesn't show that, but I think they, they did their job regardless of goals. Yeah, completely agree, mate. Hello? Yeah, um, by the massive impact sort of stuff with the small forwards, like not like they had an absolute like stinker of a game, but as Speech said, like the impact doesn't necessarily mean disposals, goals, tackles, whatever. It just means pressure, 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 like literally 15 pressure acts by each of them. I mean, not each of them, but like that, that's good to see. And it's also good that last week, that was kind of what Kerno and Harry was doing. Like they weren't, they weren't great. Like, let's be real. We can't like, I mean, my under the pump player was Charlie Kerno because I was like, nah, he's put like, he, he was pretty poor. Um, but, oh, how good is that to see? Because... We were asking, I mean, everyone's been talking about these two key forwards, even like alongside Silvani, how good these two key forwards will be. And it was just really good to see at Marvel Stadium in front of the doggies, um, how good that they how good they actually were. And um, my word, boys, my word. <laughs> Your word, mate. Yeah, absolutely beautifully well said, mate. Uh, Ethan. Oh, it was just fantastic. Um, I think if Harry and Charlie just do that on a consistent basis, I think they'll cement their spot as the best duo, forward duo in the comp. Um, nine goals, one combined. That's brilliant goal kicking. And if I hear one more person talk shit about Harry's snaps, they can piss off. Because the guy, like, seriously, he kicks them at a high percentage. I know last year we were all, like myself included, we were all be like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's not, you know, this, this similar stuff we see other forwards do. 
but he, it gets it done and he was hitting them perfectly. Um, yeah, those two were great. It was great to see Charlie in full flight. I think he needed that game. Um, obviously, you know, he hasn't played much footy, so you got to give him a bit of time. But, geez, he was, he was fantastic. Even on the ground, like he's just, he's just perfect. Um, he's a pretty hard player to sum up because he can do so many things. Um, I think the smalls were. I think the smalls were good. I think. Um, I think Durden um, set the tone early with a big tackle on one of, on Gardner. I think in the first quarter, hit, hit him hard with a tackle, and he just just made the Bulldogs know that you know we're there for the fight. Um, you know he didn't get off. I don't think he got on the scoreboard. Durden did he? Nah. Don't believe so. Oh, he yeah. did. I think with oh, yeah. Um, yeah. one of the most outrageous advantages I've ever seen yeah, the tightest angle oh my god I was in line with it I'm like what are you doing Matty what are you doing <laughs> I wonder time. I wonder if he kicked that if he kicked that, well, if he missed it if they would have paid the advantage that's what I asked yeah <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. one of the um, players was like, was like don't, you know, hold it up don't kick it yeah. and kicks, you know, no yeah. one celebrates I don't know and then you know, yeah yeah and I think I think Sauce was good as well. Um, I've heard a lot yeah, of people. I, don't, I, I still don't think he gets enough love. Um, you know, most of us love him, but he just does the things that not many people want to do or are willing to do. You know, lay a block. You just if you watch the game again, you just see him do small things off the ball, unrewarded running, um, giving space for a Colonel and a Mackay, um, and then he kicks his goals as well. So that's uh, good stuff. Completely agree, mate. All right. Um... All right, we'll move on to the next player who probably had the biggest impact on the ground or close to it. Um, Patrick Cripps, boys, best old ground once again. Would we all agree with that? Yeah, mate. Six votes for two games. Six votes for two games. Brownlow Cripps, we reckon. All right. Um, 35 touches, 23 contested possessions, 83% efficiency, which is incredible. Five tackles, two goals. Interesting stat from Pato here. Uh, 58% in the defensive half, 42% in the offensive half. Do you want to Oh, I was going to go to Pato, but Ethan's jumping out of his skin there. You, no, you got no, Pato, you go. It's a great start. It's a great start. I'll, you go, Pato. Yeah, um, that's what I found quite interesting because I was kind of just going through his stats and I was like, yeah, that's interesting because probably about a year ago we, we were actually talking about maybe putting Kruger as a forward. I'm like, mm, not sure about that. But to see that, that just shows that he's not spending time forward. He is... As we said last week, or maybe I said two weeks, um, two episodes ago, that he's a midfielder that kicks goals, which is pretty rare to see. Like Petrarca's probably he's probably the only one who's really done it this year. But um, yeah, no, it's really good to see. What are you? What's your thoughts on it, Duff? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it shows the way we defend as a team as well. So he's willing to get back. Um, I think a lot of like last season we'd press up so high when we're in the forward line, where we have to kick a goal. Um, and then it gets out, gets over the back. You see that some of them hold back once we get in the 50. Um, you know, they don't all hunt for a goal. You hunt for a goal when you, when you know you're, you're a chance of kicking one, where, which he did kick two goals. So and that, that ripper one where he ran in, just the positioning is just fantastic. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just fantastic. Bloody great, mate. Speechly. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just, as as Dap said, the defensive structure, I think, of the boys. I think our mids press back really well. Um, and then, obviously, for him to kick two goals as well, it means his 2A running has been really, really good uh, this year. So far, it's only two games. But, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what everyone was criticising him for last year was his inability to have that 2A running. So, 
it's looking good. It's looking good early. Absolutely, mate. Well said. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a 42% of the fancy fast. Still, still kick two goals and do everything else he did is incredible. Um, all righty, moving on. Wienering versus Norton, boys. One goal, two behinds to Norton. Um, How do you feel? Is that all Wienering? Norton played bad? Give me your opinion on it, Ethan. I think I, I still don't think Wieners is 100%. Um, not being harsh, I think he's great. Um, killed Norton defensively. I just think um, even last week and this week, just with ball in hand, he just doesn't seem 100% with what decision he's going to make. He's great with like by foot. Like I'm not saying he's bad use or anything. He just seems a bit like doesn't know what to do with it. Or maybe he's just thinking about it more based on structure and system that um, Vossi's implemented, which is which is great. Um, nice beanie there, Sammy. Um, he tried to play that out cool without anyone noticing, I reckon. But yeah, no, nah, I think I think Weeders was good. Norton was quiet. Um, I think Fox Footy or Mark Robinson had him seventh best player in the league. What? So, and oh, I, don't boy, think, where yeah, I don't think he would even get it out forward line. So um, yeah, well done by Weeders. Love him. Yeah, I, I like to agree. I, Love yeah. as well. I have to agree just with um, Weeders. He looked a bit off. And I think, I don't know, yeah. this is like, I mean, one goal, two. Like, that's can't ask much more yet. But I don't know. It's like it seemed like there was a few there where he didn't go 100%. I don't know. Like, he just sort of held back a bit on certain. Yeah. You know, he, I, do, do you reckon, you reckon there was one instance or a couple of instances where he could have just marked it? Yeah. And he was spoiled, which is fine. Like, yeah. if you're safety, spoiled. But sometimes it can be a danger if you just spoil and you don't have numbers at the contest and ends up leading it. Leading to a goal, but yeah, going, just yeah. Mm, yes, yeah. yeah. It seemed like he's just, he's just like I don't know, a few steps behind. So which I guess that's the way he plays, but I don't know. It just seems like he yeah, definitely wasn't one hundred percent. But um, I mean, one goal, two, we can't ask much more. Um, Pato, what was your thoughts on Weedering's game, mate? And I will add, do you think watching at home versus watching I don't know if I spoke this at the ground, I think you just see a lot more. It's different. Like it's something. Like, there's benefits to both. Would you agree? That's what I was just about to say. I actually thought Weedering was good. So maybe actually being at the game, seeing how he runs, seeing how he defends off the ball, maybe that was something that I didn't really see. So that's actually something that I was actually about to touch on. But um, 14 touches, 86% efficiency, eight marks, spent the whole time on the ground, which I, that's, that's what often, I was like. He often does, I think. He does? He often yeah. does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the things that I kind of saw on the TV that you can't like that they don't really talk about. So, um, yeah, it's I I definitely understand what you guys are saying. So I think you guys are probably right with that hundred percent. Yeah, I think it does come down to that um, in terms of you know being at the game. But I think there was, there was one instance there, and I, I could be way off, but like it looked like he was close enough to tackle them, but he was like he sort of just almost gave up. Like he wasn't interested. I don't know, but um, especially um, you obviously watched at home as well, mate. So. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as exactly as Pat I said, I didn't think there was anything else more that he really could have done. Um, I thought he did very well. He was a little bit unlucky a couple of times, and Norton got a couple of cheap kicks. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there was anything else from home. But obviously, you guys were there. You guys saw that there was a few things for him to improve on. So I guess I'll take your guys' word for that. I think, I think personally, it's our high expectations of him. Um, I think he was good. I think he was good. He just. At Weedering's expectation is, um, you know, our expectations of him as being an All-Australian, which I think he will end up being in the future. 
Um, he just, yeah, he just looked a bit, a few steps off, but he was good. Yeah. I understand. Well said, mate. Um, Zach, all players play well, let's be real, but Zach Williams, best game in the Navy Blue. Uh, 27 touches, 19 kicks, 89% efficiency, nine rebound 50s. He's in the hands in the air, mate. Run us through his game. Absolutely fantastic, I reckon. Um, was real solid. Um, I, I think, obviously, like we've been saying the last few weeks and even after the Melbourne game, the, the system, the structure, they trust each other. They trust each other. And that helps guys like Williams. He doesn't have to improvise and, you know, thinks a player's going to be there. He knows a player's going to be there. And I think, you know, we get frustrated over the years how we, you know, switch back and forth in our back 50 and we shoot ourselves a bit. But I think they trust it. Even in a, a you know, I know that we were turning it over there in the last quarter, but they kept going to it. Um, obviously, it was frustrating, but they just, he, he knew where to go. Um, and that's what we got him here for that pace he has, he's got skill. He's got skill. We know he does. He, and that's why he's getting paid, you know, the big bucks he is. We just need it in a consistent basis, um, which is good. It's good to see. What a contrast, boys. It was episode one, I think, where um, he called him fat. So we've come leaps and bounds, boys. Um, Paddo. I can remember that first episode. We were like, we might get a job with you. We might get a job with you. <laughs> exactly yeah. This. But, um, yeah, I think definitely... Best game in Navy Blue. Um, I think Duff was one of the... I think you had him under the pump last week, didn't you? I think. Um, Maybe that, I think you did. Uh, yes, I think so. I yeah. think so. So, that's a really good, oh, cool. quite awesome response by Zach Williams. Um, yeah, it looks really fit. Really fit. Um, I think, yeah. Matt, I don't know if they're going to try and transition him into their midfield halfback role, but I just think if he's playing off halfback, I don't mind. Because, as we mentioned earlier in the... Um, in the episode as well, like even if say if a midfield if we do lose a midfielder and um, Zach Williams can actually transition into midfield, so that's also a good thing that Zach Williams can do. But um, yeah, definitely by far best game I've seen him in the Navy Blue. Basically, mate, like you're, you're always last. I feel bad, but it's just it's a zoom order. That's the way you are. Like, you always just say, "Yep, yeah, what the other boys said." But you got anything else to add, speechly? I've got anything else to add. Mm, look, I mean, yeah, he was his best game in Navy. Um, I, I thought his intensity at the footy was really good. Um, as I know he's always sort of been that sort of hard player, but I thought there has been times where we've kind of criticised, you know, his, his hardness at the footy. And I thought that, that couldn't be questioned last night. So that was, yeah, that, that really impressed me as well with his game. Yeah. Um, I mentioned a few players that was falling maybe a bit off. Um, <laughs> Would he be a straight swap for Chera? Who do you see coming um, out for Chera? Lockie O'Brien, I think we'd probably agree no, I'd say. There's probably players before him after he played last week. Would you agree, everyone? Yeah. Yep. Centerfield, what do we think? Medi-sub Medi Medi next week. Chera has to come in. He has to come in. Yeah. I think Centers is great. I think Centers is good, but it's a bloody great... It's, it's hard team to crack into. Like, seriously, it's a tough team and... When was the last time we ever fucking said that? 99 or what? Seriously. I, mean, I feel like we say it every year, but then by about round three, we're like, oh, no, all these players suck. <laughs> <laughs> all these players suck. All these players are injured. <laughs> Fuck me. Like, like 2015 or 16, whatever year, we had bloody Christian Jacks or whatever up forward. Oh. Like, think about those days, baggers, who are listening right now. Think. Enjoy the moment. If you aren't enjoying it right now, you will never enjoy Baggers footy. I'm telling you. 
Do you want to know my favourite? I think it was, what, was it Tom Fields. He hit that one 80 metre tall ball, very long tall. <laughs> like, he a long ball, so he brought him straight in. Yeah, I mean, um, why was it? Why was like most of those guys like the biggest kicks, like Matty Watson? They're terrible footballers, but they always had one attribute oh. they're really good at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we'll move on from those. Yeah, yeah move on. Still <laughs> well, down there, Ace. All right. Um, we'll get our final thoughts, all right? Um, I'll run through a little bit here and we'll get your final thoughts on a few topics. So um, I think it's, it's fair to say we've set the standard now. Two games in, we're 2-0. and um, I can't remember what we all said when we were 4-0. We probably said, you know, sorry, after the first four games, we probably said, what, 3-1, and 2-2. and two. Look, realistically, the two hardest teams out of the four are done. Um, yeah. We can all agree on that. Uh, yeah. Hawthorne and the Gold Coast are definitely... I'll say, I want to say the easier ones. I want to say we'll beat, we beat them. We probably should beat them. But I think if you said we'll win two, you know, two and zero, sorry, we won and, sorry, and lost two and two, it's the unlikely two that um, they'd be almost flipped. So I think we can realistically be 4 and 0. I think that's probably the standard way that we played the last two um, rounds. Would you agree with that, Ethan? Yeah, but um, I think we need to go week by week. I think we can't. Um, underestimate these sides like Gold Coast. They look solid. They look solid. And they, they, they're often decent at Metricon. Um, every every game we kind of have some. I know we haven't been great, but they they hold their own and um, they've got the Ds um, Saturday night. So that'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, we should be beating both of them, but I think we will. But just keeping Only keeping football. Uh, yeah, keeping a low key. Keeping that's, a low key. Un- that's very unlike unlike you, mate. Very nice. Um, <laughs> Speechly. Yeah, I agree. I think these these sort of teams scare me. Um, you know, we've struggled against Hawthorne and beat them twice in the last sixteen years. I think we've only beaten Sam Mitchell as a player once. Now he's the coach. Um, so that's always interesting. Gold Coast are always good start of the year, so they scare me. These teams like we should be beating them, as Ethan said, but it's definitely not something we should be taking lightly. And that's what we've struggled to do. Uh, like the North and Gold Coast games last year, we went in there probably expecting to win, and we didn't. We got flogged. So, um, yeah. These games scare me. Every game scares me. What am I saying? Yeah. Yeah. Everything scares me. Um, Paddo? <laughs> Even last year, like North Melbourne, like, <laughs> like we forget how bad we were last year. Like, just the turnaround. Yeah. But, um, oh, this, like, these are the games I was speaking to a mate. I'm like, these are the games that you get nervous for because we've set the standard. We have set that standard. We know what Carlton footy is. Set that standard, stick to that standard. It is quite simple. Don't let these teams get to you because Vossi can't be saying stuff like, yes, boys, that's what we want. Do it again this week. Say, boys, Hawthorne is coming off. I mean, they beat North Melbourne. They probably will lose to Port. Don't let these guys. It's just, I don't know. I, I do get nervous, but um, yeah, it's going to be quite nerve-wracking. Game, but I think we should get the win. All right. Thanks for listening. Obviously, off the back of another Blues win. Um, it's always better off the back of a Blues win, boys. So uh, join us in the next few days for the preview of the next game. And as always, Pato. Go the mighty Blues. Come on. Come on.